Welcome back to Your Haunted Holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And we have a good one for you today. This one's going to be pretty scary, I think. Another really scary one. Yes. I like to find ones that I think are going to like freak you out for some reason. I think they're (laughs) a little bit more fun. (laughs) I agree with you. Now, this one is super old. It's in Rhode Island. It goes by a few different names, actually. It's been known as the Arnold Estate, as well as the Farm on Round Top Road. It is most known for being what the 2013 movie The Conjuring is based on. Mm, Okay, yep. I've seen it. It's pretty scary. And that is based on a true story. And a lot of the stuff in the movie is supposed to be true, according to the family. So we're going to get into all of the true stories around The Conjuring House. This is Your Haunted Holiday at The Conjuring House. All right, so let's talk about this location. Like I said, it's pretty scary. It was built, Lindsay, all the way back in 1736. Wow. So this is before the revolution. I mean, that is old. Yeah, it's like 40 years before the revolution. And it's actually part of like one of the first colonies Mm. and settlements. Cool. So it, this, just the plot of land, not even the house, has so much history around it. If you think about it, it's gone through the Revolutionary War. It's gone through the Civil War. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot here. Now, a lot of what I'm going to talk about is pretty sketchy in terms of like the deaths that happened and things like that. Like there's some things on record, but a lot of it is just kind of stuff that's been handed down or written down over the years, but nothing that we know for absolutely certain. Now, just the fact that this house was built in 1736, I mean, I feel like a fair share of this is going to be true. Maybe. I know that this place has a lot of legend. Right. right. And and there's a lot of speculation about how people have died on the property, that kind of thing. But the reality is, I mean, this place is so old, like there is just going to be tragedy there. There's there's no way around it. If a place mm-hmm. is that old, some people died there. Like, let's be real. OK, so I what I called it at the top of the show was the Arnold Estate, and it's known as the Arnold Estate because it was originally built by the Arnold family and they owned it for eight generations. So this family lived here for a very long time. And let's get into some of the speculation about what happened just to kind of sum it up. Mm-hmm. So there is speculation that there were two suicides by via hanging in the attic of the home there's speculation that somebody died of suicide from poisoning themselves there's also speculation that two different people died in a nearby creek by drowning and then also that four men froze to death on the property and that is just kind of like a quick summary of it there's a lot more that you could delve into and we'll get into some more specifics here so sally arnold uh was living in the house in 1848 with her children and she actually died there of typhus and this is one that we know for sure happened 
Now, the speculation is that some of her children also ended up having really tragic deaths shortly after she passed away, one of which they speculate hung himself in the attic. So that was one of those. So very sad. The other one is really horrible as well. It was 11-year-old daughter named Prudence Arnold. And apparently she was invited to marry somebody, like an older man. And she's only 11 years old. Ugh, gross. Disgusting. And so she apparently denied the invitation. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, the guy ended up slitting her throat and almost beheading her. Oh, my gosh. Who was this man? I don't know. Okay. So it's legend. Or do we know this for sure? There is some record of it out there, but people kind of go back and forth on how valid that is. Mm -hmm. So almost everything that I'm going to say, like there are people, you know, because The Conjuring House is so famous and there's so much written about it and there's so much out there that there are people that have looked into it and questioned it. And then there's people that say, no, this really happened. So, I mean, there's a lot of information out there on this this stuff. Now, there's another Arnold um, mother that supposedly hung herself in the barn on the property. Mm -hmm. And there's supposed to be a lot of activity in the barn Mm -hmm. of the house as well. Now, probably the most ominous of all of the stories is about a woman named Bathsheba Sherman. And there's actually no record of her living at the home itself. However, she did live about a mile away. So she would have been living pretty close around Mm -hmm. there. She was like neighbors of the Arnold family. So she knew them. She was alive between 1812 and 1885. Now, there are a ton of rumors that go around Bathsheba. And I'm just going to preface this by saying that if these are not true, which I think they're probably not true, they are horrible rumors, okay? Wow. So the first thing I want to call out is she had a son. Now, people speculate that she actually had three other children. And some things that I read said that those three other children died during childbirth. Mm -hmm. Other things that I read said that she would not allow her children to live beyond their fourth birthday. She would, like, kill them before the age of four. So the speculation in the community at the time was that she was, like, killing her children because she was a witch and she was sacrificing them in order to stay beautiful. It was like almost like she was selling Whoa. her soul to the devil. Oh my goodness. So that's scary if that's true, but highly unlikely. I mean, this sounds like Salem witch trial stuff. Like, this probably is, just rumors. That's what I think, uh-huh. right? I mean, there are plenty of people who have had like miscarriages and horrible things like that and imagine if you are Bathsheba and you've had these horrible things happen and now your community and your neighbors are basically saying you're a witch and so I kind of speculate personally that she was not a witch but that people were just like hating on her right well okay you're right and I think we could take it either way right it could be Bathsheba maybe 
maybe this is all rumor and speculation, but there's also really horrible people in the world, including the man who slit that poor girl's throat, including H.H. Holmes that we just talked about in the last episode, the serial killer. So, I mean, who really knows? That's a good point. I mean, who knows? And actually, I'll I'll talk about it a little bit more later on in the episode. So the other thing that happened is she was caring for a neighbor's child. And this was an infant. This was a baby. This baby ended up dying. And what they say this child died from is it looked like it had some kind of puncture wound on the back of the head. And they speculate that she had used a sewing needle and shoved it into the back of this baby's head. And that's what killed the child. Oh my gosh. Now, she was supposedly, this is another one of those things that people go back and forth on. Right. But there does seem to be some record that she was actually put on trial for this, the murder of this baby. And she was acquitted. Mm. So she was never convicted of murdering this child. However, the rest of the town was like, you're a baby killer. Like, they Mm -hmm. still, like, she was kind of on the outs with everybody. They all thought that she had murdered this baby. So she did not have a very good reputation, to say the least. Now, she was a real person. She died in 1885. And supposedly, according to the coroner, her body turned into stone. And they speculate that the reason her body turned to stone was because of all of those child sacrifices that she had done and selling her soul to the devil. And that was the price that her body had to pay once it died whoa okay so that's bizarre now that's the main history of the house i mean there's a lot it's very very old like i said in 1971 it was purchased by the perrin family and when they moved in so it was carolyn the mother Roger, the father, and then there was five girls that moved onto this property. And one thing that the realtor kind of warned them about when they purchased it is they said, keep the lights on at night. Ugh, that's a deal breaker. What are they talking about? Keep the lights on at night. Yeah, I would be like, um, never mind. I'm not going to go ahead and close on this property. Well, also, I'd say I need you to get a little bit more specific. <laughs> Give me some more information about this. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, listeners, before we get to the rest of the show, you know how we love to recommend other podcasts that have to do with ghosts. So we came across one recently that we thought was really good. This is a paranormal and true crime podcast straight from the show me state, Missouri. And they talk all things spooky, including ghost stories and murder. So we've got their trailer ready to go for you guys. If you're looking for more scary ghost podcasts, go check out Show Me Scares. Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Shayla. And I'm Terry. Together, we host Show Me Scares podcast. As Missouri natives, we enjoy covering historic true crime from the area and beyond. Most of these stories you have probably not heard before. And as far as the ghost stories go... I'm from Missouri, so you're going to have to show me. Tune in anywhere you listen to podcasts. You will know why... Show Show Me Scares. 
All right, so like I said, the Perrin family moved into this place in 1971. And everything kind of started small. Like, the haunting started right away, but it was small, and it wasn't really bothersome to them at first. Like, they actually thought it was kind of friendly. Like, they weren't really bothered. So an example of what they might have experienced would be a broom would go missing on a regular basis and it would be like propped up somewhere so people would be like where did that broom come from why is it over here I swear I left it over there the other thing they would hear is like a sweeping sound of the broom and when they would go to look to see if the broom is moving on its own it would be propped up against the wall and then there'd be like a little pile of dirt next to the broom like it had been sweeping Mm. something hey at least it's a productive ghost I mean come on over here (laughs) I know I have two dogs like come on over to my house if you want to pile that that ghost yeah I have dog hair central yeah it's terrible um the other thing that they said was friendly is um Mrs. Arnold they think the woman who had hung herself in the barn would actually tuck the children in at night they claimed and actually like they thought kiss them on the forehead Ugh, no thanks. No. I'm I mean, not probably cool like a loving that. person, but you know, I'm going to pass on that. Yeah, me too. They also apparently saw like two different children, one small girl and one small boy that were kind of like playing in the house. Apparently the boy was especially friendly and liked to play with the five girls that were living there. And sometimes they said when they saw the kids, they looked healthy, alive almost, But then other times they would see them in kind of like a different state where they would look like they were dying or like super sick. Ooh, that's sad. Yeah. And really creepy. I mean, you got to think it's, it's, these are real people. Right. These are real people that, that died at some point, probably kind of a sad death, right? Right. Sometimes the young girl was also seen weeping and calling for her mom. No. Oh no. That's sad. That is very sad. Now, things started to escalate pretty quickly, if that wasn't enough. Like, that's enough for me to be like, there's a little girl weeping in here. Or some lady's, like, kissing me on the forehead. Oh I'd be like, gosh. ow. This is just too much. Not only that, but think about all of the tragedy that you went over. I mean, we've gone through some places that have had some tragedy. That was a lot. I mean, that was more than your typical, even haunting. Agree. Yeah. I mean, just the age of the place. There, there's got to be ghosts. Just all over this place not not even to mention the fact that it's rhode island pre-revolution it's seen so much war right alone probably who knows probably on the property i would assume so well that's lots of potential that's interesting that you say war Uh so at one point things were kind of escalating a little bit and one of the little girls was laying in bed and she said there was like spirits kind of surrounding her bed and whispering to her, there are seven dead soldiers buried in the walls. Mm. Yep. And apparently this happened on a pretty regular basis. Like these spirits were saying, there are seven dead soldiers buried in the walls over and over and over mm. again. And so that family believes there probably is because there's actually um, not the house walls themselves, although they could be buried in the house. But outside of the house, there's like these stone, almost like retaining walls, I mm-hmm. guess is how I would describe them. They think maybe there are soldiers buried in there. I would like somebody to go in and dig that up and let's see. Right, right. 
are their bones, you know? Why don't we do that? I mean, we can't. But yeah, I agree. Somebody should. I mean, if you could actually say that, yes, there are soldiers from, you know, way back that are not any, not anybody new, kind of prove out some of this stuff, which is when we're talking about ghosts, obviously it's hard to prove. And any evidence you can bring, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would really bring some credibility to yeah. the story. Now, some other things that started to happen, they would have pictures fall off the wall with, for no reason. They would have their hair pulled at night when they're laying in their bed. Nope. But also, one thing that like really creeped me out is there was a smell of rotting flesh. And so when they thought like certain spirits, and I'll talk about who the spirit might be here in a second, were around, they could smell like dead body. And the father, in fact, they would experience this quite a bit in the basement. So like when something would break upstairs, he would have to like go down to the basement and apparently they would never go down there unless they absolutely had to. Mm -hmm. So he would go down there and he described it as this, and this is a quote, a cold, stinking presence. Ugh, that just sounds evil. It sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds horrible. So they would never go down there because they would feel this cold, stinking presence every single time. Right. So super creepy. Very creepy. That, that sounds evil. Now, who they think this could be? Remember our story about Bathsheba, who mm-hmm. people claimed was a witch, a child murderer, in order to be beautiful, all those things. They speculate this is the dark spirit that is haunting this house. Now, some people think that's because Bathsheba truly was evil and really was a child murderer, right? And she's being doing evil stuff there. Mm-hmm. Another reason I read was that maybe like she was just so mad because people were so nasty to her during her lifetime that she decided to like take it out on other people when she passed away and one person in particular who she decided to kind of like take out this energy on is carolyn the mother for whatever reason bathsheba assuming bathsheba is the one that's haunting this place right is very resentful of the mom and would do terrible stuff to her so for example Apparently, she was laying in bed, taking a nap, Mm -hmm. and she felt this stab on her leg. And she woke up and was like, oh, my God, what the hell was that? And she was, like, bleeding. Mm -hmm. But there was, like, nothing around that could have stabbed her. So, like, it was physically hurting the mother. Now, some people think that could be because she had an infatuation with Roger, the dad. Now, they think this because Roger never experienced anything bad from Mm -hmm. a ghost. He, in fact, felt kind of like a friendly presence around him a lot of the times when other people would. Except for the cold. Except for the cold stinking thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds pretty bad to me, but that's what they say. Now, they also would see who they thought was Bathsheba, and they would describe her as an ugly woman with her neck snapped to the side. Ugh. Yeah. And if you've seen the movie The Conjuring, there is an image of this. And, you know, the family says what happened in that movie is almost exactly like what happened in real life. Like, Mm. they stand by it. 
So this is when Ed and Lorraine Warren step into the picture. So all this crazy stuff is happening. They decide to call in these really famous, you know, kind of paranormal investigators. And Ed Warren is a famous demonologist. Lorraine Warren is a famous medium. And they were real people, and they were known for investigating places like the Amityville Horror House Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And they would kind of go in and do their thing. Lorraine would see if she felt any presences, that kind of stuff. Now, one of the big differences between the movie and real life, in the movie, they did kind of like an exorcism thing Mm -hmm. to try to get rid of the spirits. But Ed and Lorraine Warren aren't really religious, so they did not do any kind of like exorcism. But what they did do is a seance. And this seance is what kind of like set everything off. Now, before they did the seance, though, they actually went to the house several times. Like, this was an ongoing investigation. That wasn't their only time there. And Lorraine, the first time she arrived, said that she actually, like, closed her eyes and immediately said, there is a woman here named Bathsheba. She is a witch, and she kills children. So, maybe it's really Bathsheba. Maybe it's the real one. Or... Maybe that legend and lore stuck around. This is my random theory. Stuck around for for so long and people built this up that it created some sort of a creature or spirit there. Maybe. That's haunting it, right? Because I've heard that people think that it's a demon there. <laughs> and if that's the case, it's certainly not Bathsheba. But maybe it's there acting like her. Yeah, because some people think... It's not anything that's ever been of this world. It's not human, Mm -hmm. whatever is in this house. And in fact, there was a group of demonologists there at one point, and they said something like, in the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, something. And then like a window like slammed shut, right? And so like whatever they said, they said Jesus, it like triggered this thing to react. That is terrifying. Terrifying. Time to move. Time to go. Yeah. It gets a little bit scarier. So let's talk about this seance. So they're there investigating Ed and Lorraine Warren. They decide, let's do a seance. Mm -hmm. This seance goes terribly wrong. It is not what they expected to happen. The mother, Carolyn, actually ends up getting possessed by who they think is Bathsheba or this demon, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. right? And basically what happened, they're sitting around the table doing the seance thing, and the table actually, like, starts to rise slowly, and they're all kind of freaking out. All of a sudden, the mom looks, like, totally out of it, sitting in her chair. The chair physically rises off of the floor, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden... And one of the daughters explains it as almost like the hand of God came down and punched the table down to the ground. And at that exact same moment, the mother in the chair that was rising got thrown across the room. That is scary. Yes. That is powerful. That is what's so scary about it. And that's what makes me think demon. I'm no expert though. But so in the movie... Ed and Lorraine Warren kind of like did an exorcism, resolved all this stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Not in real life. 
in real life, the family was pissed. The family was like, oh my gosh. So it's not exactly like no, what happened. You okay. guys just did this seance and now our mom just got thrown across the room <laughs> and like possessed. You guys need to get out of here. Like, I'm sure that's how they said it. <laughs> I exact, that's exactly how they said it. So they kicked Ed and Lorraine Warren out of the house and wow. were like, you're not allowed to come back. And that was the last time they were there doing an investigation. Weird. What an, I wonder if they've talked since. They have because they researched for the movie The Conjuring okay. and that kind of stuff. Right, like okay. I don't think there was any bad blood, but they were like, we don't want you here stirring any more stuff up. Like It's just right. getting worse with you here. Please leave. Right. Yeah. I understand. I do too, which is exactly why I'm not willing to like investigate a house that I live in because I don't want to stir it up. And it sounds right. like whatever they were doing was like getting it like real worked up. Yeah. Now, that chair, just as kind of like a side note, so that chair that the mom Carolyn was in when it was lifted off the ground and she was possessed. And by the way, she was speaking in tongues Ooh. while she was possessed. No. Um, that is some scary stuff. Yeah. I forgot to mention that tidbit. I knew that would freak you out. That chair was purchased by Zach Baggins, of course, uh-huh. the famous ghost adventures dude, whatever you think about him. And because he has this museum uh-huh. in Las Vegas where he has all these haunted artifacts. I would actually love to go there personally. Like, yeah. Um, just because it has, some, he has some cool stuff there. And what they have there is what they call the devil's rocking chair. (laughs) And people, like, they have video of people, like, passing out when they see the chair. Like, they claim there is, like, energy tied to this thing to to this day. So believe what you will, but fascinating that it's there. Well, I'd like to be challenged. I'm not going to pass out. I'll I'll go to the chair. I ain't sitting in the chair. Can you sit in the chair? I doubt it. I mean, I've seen people sit in the chair in, like, certain episodes that they've done Mm kind of thing. But I don't think, like, anybody can just go sit in that chair. Interesting. Yeah. I'd be tempted. I'm not going to lie. I mean, because I just, I don't buy some of this. So one thing people claim is, like, you sit in it and, like, you might have, like, permanent back problems is what I saw. So somehow I ran across this clip. It was like an Entertainment Tonight clip on YouTube where they had one of their hosts kind of doing a tour of the museum. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the objects that they featured. And Zach convinced this guy to sit in this chair and told him, you know, supposedly you can have back issues, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the guy stood back up and like not even five minutes later, he's like, my back is legit hurting me. He's like, I cannot believe this. Or it's like got the worst ergonomics Ever. I mean, he wasn't in the chair that long. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I just, okay. I don't need any permanent damage. And, you know, I do believe in demons, but I think the demon is probably still in the house. Probably. Now, the Perrin family, they moved out in 1980. So they lived in this house for like 10 years. And they, they were, lived there for 10 years. Yes. Yeah, so get th- out. They were kind of stuck there because financially speaking, they were not. They didn't have the ability Mm -hmm. to purchase another house and move. And eventually the mom said to the dad, like, I cannot live another winter here. Mm -hmm. We have got to get out of this house. And so they finally moved years later. I'd live in a tent down the street if I had to, to get away from this craziness. She was picked up in a chair, thrown across the room, possessed, 
stabbed in the leg, I'll go live in a tent. Oh my gosh. If, if it came down to it. I mean, it sounds terrible, but come on. This it is just not sound. livable. It's just not livable. Yeah. So some people did move in after them. And the people that lived there the longest, so directly after the Perrin family, they actually claimed to never experience anything. Mm -hmm. So, like, the family went on. Some of the the kids wrote some books and stuff like that. The movie, The Conjuring, came out in 2013. And it actually sparked all these people, like, driving up to the house and trying to see it. And the owner at the time responded with nothing is happening here guys like i have not they were living there they were just living there like normal right they're like i have not experienced anything like please leave us alone Mm -hmm. now that could also be they're just trying to get people to get off their property but i mean it could also be maybe they didn't experience anything Mm -hmm. so some people think that the haunting itself was tied to the family or to somebody in the family and maybe not the home. However, the house is owned by new owners today. I think they purchased it in like 2019. Mm -hmm. They've opened it up for tours, which we're going to talk about. Perfect. But they are claiming to experience some stuff and they actually have some evidence and things. So we'll get into that here in a second. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. Okay, so the house has a new ownership, and we finally have access to go do a tour. Not only a tour, like a whole overnight deal. Sweet. That I mean, super scary. I'm not going to lie. I, I'd be pretty freaked. Yeah, so when they purchased the house, they were kind of staying there overnight. And multiple people, the biggest thing to look for, I think, is what they call a black mist. Mm-mm. And one person described it as not just like smoke. They were like, it's moving with purpose. It's like, leave those lights on. Leave those lights on. Remember that? Right. And they've experienced all kinds of other things there as well. But I would say the most prevalent thing is probably that black mist, the scariest thing for sure. They've had things move in the house. They have apparitions. 
I mean, they seem to be experiencing a lot of activity. And if you go to theconjuringhouse.com, they actually have a whole page of evidence. So you can watch different videos that they have taken or that people that have gone on a tour of the home have taken as well. One that I saw was like of a train, little uh, toy train car, kind of like move across the floor. Mm -hmm. So they have caught some stuff at this location regardless of what the previous owner said they didn't experience anything right maybe he just didn't want to acknowledge what was happening maybe he wasn't truthful i don't i don't know this person right but maybe he just didn't want those people on his property maybe he wasn't willing to acknowledge maybe he's just a super skeptic and just refused to even look at it yeah <laughs> who knows i think that's totally possible because i think of somebody like our dad it doesn't matter what happens he's gonna be a skeptic of this stuff for example, like he told us one day at, our, at their house, they were sleeping and we were like kind of complaining of weird noises at our parents' house and stuff. And they were like, oh gosh, it's nothing, whatever. My dad tells us, he's like, I was sleeping last night and I got this tap on my shoulder and I turned around and there was nobody there. And we were like, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. We've been telling you there's something. Right. And our dad was like, no. <laughs> Yeah, our dad must have been like, the previous owner must have been exactly like him. Right, because he, my dad experienced something, but he, to this day, will say, yeah, I got a tap on the shoulder, but it wasn't anything. Right, ghosts aren't real. Right, so I feel like maybe that's what's going on here, but who knows. So going to theconjuringhouse.com is where you can find all of the information on going here. Now, there's nothing like a daytime tour or anything like that they're all overnight visits and overnight stays i would almost consider it if you've listened to the Velisca axe murder house episode or even like the sally house mm -hmm. i think it's very similar to that like it's not a place where you're going to be doing a lot of sleeping you're there to ghost hunt got it now there are some areas where they say you can rest in the house so like if you really need to like take a nap you could probably do that, although it doesn't really specify how you're going to do that. I kind of assume you would bring like a sleeping bag or something mm -hmm. um, if you're going to do that. Now, their busiest nights are Friday and Saturday. So what they do on those nights is there is a minimum of six people and that costs $750. So basically, they're trying to get as many people to book it on their busy nights as possible. So Friday mm -hmm. and Saturday. And then if you have a seventh person or additional person, it's an additional $125 for each person after the six. Sunday through Thursday, however, is their less busy night. So there is no set number of people, and it is $125 a night. How long is the hunt? That is a good question. So it's pretty long. It's like 6 p.m. until 8 a.m. the next day. So get your sleep before you go. Definitely. Because you're not sleeping. There is no sleeping at, at this place. I don't think so either. And they even say, like, one of the FAQs on their website is like, what if I decide to leave before 8 a.m.? And they're like, yeah, you don't have to stay the whole time, but you're going to be charged the full amount. Right. Because right. you have booked that time. I would totally book it. I think to go to this place... It's worth it. Right. And it's $125 a person. I think that's, I mean, it could honestly just be two people mm -hmm. on a Sunday through Thursday. Right. You know, so that's not so bad. And then you don't have to gather like a whole group of people. But then are you just you and one other person? I mean, I. In this 
terrifying house. I would prefer as many people as possible. 100 Shark Week, you know, strategy here. Exactly. The this, more people, the more likely you are going to be fine. It's going to bother somebody else. Uh, this is one of those houses where the Shark Week strategy, I think, is required. There's a right. few of them. This Velisca Axe Murder House. Sally House is the other place. Sally I think House is definitely. The more people, the less likely it's going to be you that gets possessed. Like somebody else <laughs> in the right. pack can get possessed. Right. Now, one thing they do specify on their website that I thought was interesting is things that are not allowed in the house. So basically, like, they don't want you to hold any seances, no exorcisms, no, like, trying to bring across people from the other side. So, like, it is strictly... You're ghost hunting the existing ghosts. You cannot be doing any mm-hmm. kind of like spells or, you know, right stuff. Right. Don't be setting any ghosts free. No. Don't be. I mean, just th- these ghosts are here. They don't want to mess with their ghosts. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. So you heard all about the Conjuring House up in Rhode Island. So what a cool episode. I, I really feel like I need to go. If you want more information about our show, please go to yourhauntedholiday.com. You can also find us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We even have a YouTube channel if you want to go there, too. Um, Please reach out to us as well. We've got to contact us on our website, and um, we love getting your different ideas for podcasts. Also, your stories, your different ghost stories. We might read it on the air. We love that stuff. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. Thanks for listening.